When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 220 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles of FlowWrestling.org, joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. The Scooch. The Flowcast.com. What's up, Willie? How things going? Things are going great. Things are going great. Two women in the bronze medal matches today, and uh, yesterday was kick butt. Time o'clock. It, amazing, amazing. A little old school. Just, just Willie and I today. Nomads going home. Bracky's on vacation. Good riddance. We're the only one. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. A team. Old school. So yeah. First, let's start with an apology to Tony Ramos. I, I said something on the last show. I said, uh, you well, know, I, most, most. Wait, don't culture. apologize. We're gonna redact. We can redact. We'll redact. We'll redact. That way, he didn't even say it. So yeah, but go we'll ahead. Just take it out. Take it out. Last show didn't even happen. It did, yeah, explain what to them what didn't happen, and then maybe right. you could apologize. But. All right, what didn't happen, I did not. I was making a, a, a statement about most college coaches that coach on Fargo teams, state Fargo teams, and I was saying that, you know, they're doing it to recruit. And I did not say that. That never happened. And, and Tony Ramos said um, that well, he Because do- you th- specifically said North well, Carolina. Well, I was – you know what? The hypothetical that I put out there, I said, um, I said, a college coach goes through the whole rigors of the regular season, and and that then it comes time for Fargo, and you know they might have kids, and and somebody's not. And I went like this. I said, uh, you know, if they coach North Carolina, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it to recruit, right? It was completely hypothetical, but it turns out. Tony Ramos does have children. He did coach North Carolina, and he did do it out of the goodness of his heart. I wasn't talking about Tony Ramos. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I did not even know that Tony Ramos coached Team North Carolina in Fargo. Well, he did this year. Well, I didn't know that. I think I would have said a power state, not North Carolina. I would have said Pennsylvania. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I would have said Illinois. In that hypothetical, I didn't want to allude to anyone specific. Well, I didn't. I didn't want anybody to connect the dots and say connecting dots. Um. Oh, you're talking about this guy. Because I feel like they mo- – okay, maybe some do it out of the goodness of their heart, Tony Ramos being one. Tony Ramos also being one of the nicest guys on earth, so no surprise. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't talking about Tony. I was talking about most coaches, I feel like, that are doing that. Most college coaches that coach state teams for Fargo are doing it to get better acquainted with the kids. Right. Potential recruits. But so, – that has been redacted. But that never happened. That was not and said. And let's explain how. Let's let's explain we did what we were show. doing. Redacting. Uh, they redacted a little bit in the UWW thing, right? If you didn't watch last yeah. show, what we're talking about is after Rio, where it became a thing like, I, you know, we think there's pretty much a lot of evidence to suggest that there was match fixing going on and they organized their referees to be on certain mats. Um, somebody said, yeah, I saw Mommy's Feely um, with... Sent off, sent off. With said officials. 
uh, coming out of the elevator discussing something. And then at the next meeting, the set, the guy said, no, redact that. I didn't, I didn't say that. I never saw that. I never said it and I never saw it. Well, yeah. you said it last meeting. It's in the meeting notes. It's in the meeting notes. But any more than not, those meeting notes have since been changed. Classic UW move. Yeah, um, so we got we got the meeting notes um, from an anonymous source. Uh, surprise, surprise. They probably. actually talk about in the meeting that, yeah. like, basically the the joint leaks like a sieve and everything gets out because yeah. no, everyone will just go to the meeting and be like, this is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> so we – we it's got the great. meeting notes. It leaked, and in those meeting notes, it says there's too much leaking going on. Well, <laughs> look, it's leaking. It's leaking again. <laughs> Call the plumber. Um, so we'll be trickling out. Oh. We'll be trickling out some of the nuggets from the UWW notes, of which there are many. But I think we have to start with Junior Worlds, then we'll circle back um, to UWW. I think I think we'll be able to seamlessly do that. So yesterday was the first time Team USA won a junior world title since 1984. And really, 1984, Russia wasn't there, so, you know, it w- and everything that goes with that, it's, it's not it's not as quite as legitimate as it was this year. So, in many ways, kind of the first time it's, it's happened, certainly in the modern era. And while this is the first time, like, it's happened, w- one thing to remember, we've been in position to do this the last couple of years. And yeah. 2014, we were a match away from doing it. Um, 2015, we had the team to do it. 2016, we had the team to do it. It just didn't all come together. Our last – I'll go through the last couple. 2017, gold. 2016, uh, fifth. 2015, fourth. 2014, silver. Uh, the year before that, fifth. So we've been top five the last few years. Um and just like that silver in 2014, um, it's amazing. We had a magical day yesterday. Uh, four guys going. All four make finals. Um, six of our eight guys made the finals. I, I No, five of our eight. What was I it? had a PhD in statistics, crunch those numbers. That's 75%. Six. Six of our eight made the finals. Seven uh, won a medal. And we won by a... One point. One point. One point. So that tells you how difficult. I mean, <laughs> six of eight made the finals. Um, and while, you know, we're watching, we're, we're really paying attention to our American guys, and our American guys keep winning and winning and winning, and we're like, holy cow, we have everybody in the semis. And then you look, and so does Russia, so does Iran. Yeah. Right, so USA... Iran, Russia. Russia, don't lose a single guy. All of them are in the semis. And then um, Russia went three and one in the semis. America went four and zero, oh, and Iran went went one and three. Um, so that's how tough it is to win at that level. Uh, you know, Russia actually outplaced us in three, uh, uh, five of the eight weight classes, um, and. and so you you know, and you think about Japan's ones aren't there. Cuba doesn't send a junior team. Um, so what it does is it kind of consolidates these power countries. You know, Cuba will have a guy or two pick off a guy or two. Right. Um, Japan will have a guy or two pick off a guy or two. But when they're not in there, now it might not always be to this degree. But then you have 
Russia, Azerbaijan, Iran, the United States, concentrated. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the individual performances. One, at the time of our last show, um, Mark Hall hadn't won his his title at that point, um, his second junior world title. He looked utterly dominant throughout. So, Is that you? Three-time world champ now, one cadet, two junior, and he, he looked great. Uh, he had a close-ish match. Um, second round with Valiev of um, it was Russia. close on the scoreboard. Uh, uh, Valiev of Russia. Now Valiev was a guy that took third at Uregans on the senior level. He took second at the Russian national. I mean, this is a guy. You know, um, he actually ended up not placing. So you know, or he took fifth. So or seventh maybe. So, yeah, seventh. So this is a guy that. Third in Uregan, he was seventh at Junior World. That just shows you how tough Junior Worlds are. Yeah, absolutely. And for for Mark, I think we're seeing him continue to improve. He looks fantastic. I mean, him hitting a, a mixer at the end was very fitting. And, uh, you know, Mitchell McKee making the finals was, was awesome as well. And and I thought, my main thought after that, I was like, wow. We weren't, we weren't that deep in many weights for Junior level for our trials, but... 60 was one where we were. And you think about how close Gomez was to making the team. And then not to mention that Arujao was in that weight and was in that match with Gomez before Gomez pulled away. So we're, we're pretty deep in that weight. And, man, I, I think we've been saying it for a couple of years. And in probably like three or four years, we're really going to start to see the fruits of all this age-level developmental tournaments and focus um, start I, to really pay dividends. I said it from Jump Street, man. I mean, the the return of Cadet Worlds, um, the institution of the developmental program when they have kids actually come there and stay there and train there, uh, and, and and the media getting behind. I mean, in the last five years, all these things happened in the last five years. Yeah. All these things. The, the reinstatement, well, that was in 2011, of Cadet Worlds, the d- start of the developmental program and the media getting behind Akron and and Junior Worlds and Junior World Trials. All these things now are starting to build. Um, and as much as, as talented as these kids are in the, the juniors, that w- what we just ha- saw yesterday, um, I, 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 and maturity, by the way, um, those kids, I mean, that's just not a talent thing. That's just yeah. not a talent thing that they went four for four getting to the finals yesterday and, and the and the two day and the day before that. That's just not a talent thing. That's also a maturity thing. That's those guys and the coaching staff getting together and letting them know um it's just the guys doing everything right. Mm-hmm. Um but you have to kind of feel like we're making strides. We're making strides. Uh, uh, as much as that title was amazing yesterday, you have to feel like we're always going to be competitive. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. We're gonna on the senior level. Um, I think our our results are only going to improve. I mean, we beat Russia at the Olympics in, in men's freestyle, um, which is pretty amazing. It's it's a goofy thing, you know. Five minutes after we win our first junior world uh, junior world team title, um, an amazing performance. Five minutes later, you're saying. Okay, who's going to be on the team next year? You know, it's just that's junior we, world team or yeah, that's what we kind of do. Yeah, well, so 
you wonder, it's Mark's last year of juniors, so mm-hmm. he'll be seniors here on out. And he said he's not going to be a, a 74, and you figure if they change the weights and they go 75, 80, he probably wouldn't go 75, right? If 74 is too much, probably 75's that 2-pound, two 2.2 two extra is not going to get him there. So think about him at 80 kilograms. Uh, but I also wonder, where, where do our three champs specifically By stack way, up on the senior level? Yeah, that's that's a question too, right? I mean, you just don't take, you don't. That's another thing you do. One thing, one thing that everybody goes after the day after NCAs, it's like, uh, okay, what's it going to look like next year? You don't even let the paint dry, right? right. You start thinking about ahead. Same thing with juniors. You're like, okay, what's the team going to be next year? Or, okay, Gable just won a junior world title as a negative first How? year. Junior. Yeah, and he's not even junior really junior eligible. How does he stack up on the senior level? How does Dayton stack up? How does Spencer Lee stack up? How does um, you know Mark stack up? And what weight is going to be? Um, those are the things you start thinking about. Uh, but Dayton still has junior yeah. eligibility. Marky's gone. I think Deacon's gone. Mitchell's Mitchell might have one, but I'm not sure. Feels like Mitch would be gone. Um, now, Yanni will be back. Yanni will be back. Gable obviously back. Colin Vito Moore is gone, but Gomez. Jacob Warner steps in there, um, and other guys. Uh, so Vito. Yeah. How about the? Here's and Kurt. My biggest Kurt might be a perfect fifty. Yeah. So my my main thought after watching Dayton and what he did at Junior Worlds, in in a field that had tough guys that had the return returning Junior World champ, it's like we didn't really know. This this was possible. This could happen with Dayton. I don't think. Not that he couldn't win. I think everyone thought that. But I don't know if we could have seen this coming based on the year he had. Think about it. We, the last competitive match I recall him wrestling, and, you know, it wasn't super competitive, but Gomez at who's number one. Okay? He then wrestles, you know, he doesn't really catch anyone during the regular season. He wrestles in Oklahoma, doesn't see anyone. Then he goes to junior nationals there's no one really in his weight gavin was going to be there he couldn't make it so he had this kind of uh without lack of a better word a vacant weight relative to guys on his level so yeah he did what you knew he was going to do in making the team so then he gave up more i think didn't he get taken down in that trials yeah he gave up more points in the trials than worlds he went he outscored i tweeted i don't know if everybody does a tweet twitter thing Dayton had five techs and outscored the world fifty-three to one yesterday. Amazing! Like, it was machine-like. His, I mean, it's we always talk about his trap arm. His trap arm is amazing. His guts amazing. He's amazing on top. But oddly, crazily enough, he's better there now than he was here. He was just like in his trap arm. It wasn't like he would get it, lock it up, and just four rolls. He would like he would get it. Get a turn, then just like kind of go back to it. So it looks unstoppable. And the thing is, too, he threatens you. I, I'm I'm interested to see if people, both in the United States and overseas, start trying to do that or start start trying to. It looks it looks unstoppable. It looks unstoppable. I don't know if it's if you can replicate it. I don't know if you could go in to. Your cl- your gym and say okay we're gonna start working this and you have guys have success with it maybe a couple people will maybe people at the lower levels will but w- 
I don't know if anybody can work what he works as well as Dayton because what he does is he turks your leg and threatens he he lifts your hip and he threatens to turn you that way and if you don't plant if you don't plant you'll go you'll over, go over and if you do plant he cinches a trap arm right so uh he it's just amazing um and you know as well not he, he's getting better on his feet he did there was a point in time where Dayton I don't want to say struggled but um if there was a chink in the armor of his game it was guys that pressured forward and dug under hooks and and got him out of position you know and now there's nobody doing that he's standing in the center he's not Giving up under hooks, mm-hmm. he's not getting moved around. You, I mean, you remember last year he got moved around a little bit at Junior Worlds. Yeah, you remember at Beat the Streets he got moved around. I mean, he won the first period, but then uh, the Iranian started um, coming back a little, pushing bit. forward and threatening him a little bit. That didn't happen one time yesterday. He um, dictated. You know, he he teched everybody, and listen, he didn't just tech everybody. When you start you start thinking about um, the way the draws are set up over here, the random draws. Second match was the returning world champ from last year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, third match. And that was that was an embarrassment. I mean, he annihilated. He, he annihilated. Him. Like some of those texts, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's really flukyish texts in, in free sometimes. Or they're just like, oh, man, that wouldn't happen again. That was a massacre. It was a, The yeah. kid did not want to be on the mat with him anymore. He was grabbing various ankles, and it was. I mean, he, he teched. He teched that guy. Later on, he teched the guy that was bronze with him. Two bronze last year at 55. He teched the other one uh, from Uzbekistan. Um, then he, he teched in 32 seconds in the semis. Yeah. It was like, what? I mean, the, the, the coaches literally, the opposing coaches literally went. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty good. Sorry. Sorry. Um can we talk about the heart attack uh, Gable almost gave us in the semis? That was an amazing. That was. Uh, just start talking about heart attacks. Mitch McKee. And you know what? You can talk about. <laughs> what are you talking about this Tuesday? You can talk Mitch. about. Um, yeah. But you, you can talk about Gable and 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 Dayton and Mark. And, and um, you know, you can say that. It's not a foregone conclusion. We thought they would contend, contend for titles, and they did, and they have to do that. But, m- man, to win by one point, you really have to think about the efforts of McKee and Deacon. Right? right. Because, obviously, without them, we ain't winning. And I think they came in as I – mean, McKee, you know, McKee, if you feel like he can beat anybody on any given day, but he can also lose maybe to somebody he shouldn't. Um, Deacon, while a lot of people that follow the sport closely know that he could do some things over here, he was also the guy that we didn't know about. Right, Christian? We knew the least. I mean, I think the expectations were maybe the lowest for him and, and maybe Malik coming in, right? It's just like, yeah, Deacon – you won an amazing weight, but it's just like your first trip. Are you gonna Are you gonna make noise your first trip? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean maybe that was the first indication. Um, he won an amazing weight in Vegas. Vegas that included Yanni, and then he won the best weight at the trials. 
that included a uh, Pat Lugo and um, Car Berge, Car Berge O'Connor for Claren. So, uh, yeah, maybe we should have just said yeah. he's going to be fine, right? Um, but even being fine doesn't mean world finalist. And so Ryan Deacon, amazing. Um, where'd you want to go? I tried to talk about Gable. Gable, heart attack in the. Semis? Semis and the caution and twos were a pretty scary theme throughout this tournament. And, and it's one of those, you know, they give the officials power. The officials are not trustworthy individuals. That has been proven. Um, and I, I thought the, the caution and twos against Gable were probably merited. But mm-hmm. anytime you go to the edge like that, underhooks, and you're perceived to back straight out, you just have to assume... That's going to happen. That's what happened to Yazdanacharati. Um, well, Taylor match, that's what happened with Gable. So he gives up those two caution twos, but he's up by, like, he was up by so many points. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. But then, like, you could, you could tell, you knew the officials were either incompetent or, in, or just corrupt. When the one guy on G- Gable hit the double that ultimately ended the matches, he doubled him for four. So the guy goes... Four red, and then there's a little flurry after that, and the red, and then Gable comes out yeah. on top. Then they get, the, the Russian comes out on top. Then they go one, one red. red. So he got a reversal after taking him down in the eyes of that rep, which you can't reverse if you um, are on top. So uh, By the way, I saw that. And that f- Rayvon Foley, Patrick, and Key match, they did the same thing. Four, uh, they gave him a key four, and then they, and he ended up on top, and they gave him one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you but, can't get a reversal, turns out. Well, on that four, on the four that ended it, the mat, the whistle said four Russia. And I'm like, no. And that's how he got the reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the chair and the judge both said um, yeah. Gable, and that's ultimately what ended it. And, you know, we're so we're so paranoid after, you know, we watch these tournaments, especially Rio, and we're like, well, these are these referees are colluding, and we get so so paranoid. Like they're like, we're trying to give. They're trying to give this match. They're trying to give this match. But <laughs> there was another. There was another match earlier at uh, fifty-five kilograms, and everybody was watching. And I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm watching the match, and I'm like, they are trying to give this match to the other guy. I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening. It's so obvious. And then in the second period, there was such a horrible call. And I think everybody watching, and this was the reaction on Twitter too, was like, oh, they're not corrupt. They're incompetent. Yeah. Right? Because it was huh. such a bad call the Whew. other way. Huh. It was such a bad Sorry call the relief. other way. They're, yeah. they're just inept. It, right. It's okay. Seth Patara was like, he was the one. He was like, oh, it's not, it's not incompetent. It's not, it's not, it's not corruption. corruption. It's incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes you don't know with these guys. Is he getting paid right? to do so, this or is so at first, when they're giving caution and two to Cable, they're like, "Well, it might have been warranted, but they're gonna probably err on that side. Maybe they want, maybe they want the Russian guy to win." And then when Gable hits that four, they're like, "No, he just doesn't. No, he just doesn't understand." He doesn't get it. Uh, speaking of caution and twos, the probably the most impactful one of the entire tournament was in the 84 kilogram finals, the Heat Valencia against Russia. The Russian gets to rear standing, and this is such a folk style yeah, maneuver. So, if you the, didn't see the, if you didn't see it, what when Christian says anybody that's ever watched a folk style match, you'll be able to tell. Okay, 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so he gets to rear standing, and he just starts peeling hands, trying to, like, turn and cut away, like a stand-up position. And as he does that and turns and cuts, the ref just throws up caution and, and two. It's, it was the first two points in the match, and they gave it. And ultimately, that was the difference in the bout. Now, it was early, and Zahid would go on to retake the lead, but he lost 7-5. to five. Yeah, 7-5, and it was a seesaw match. It was a really tight match. Ultimately, they were the two deciding points. I mean, I guess you can say that you can say that you know he had the opportunity to win it after that. It was early and and this and that. But I mean, in a world final, you just can't give away points. It's, it's tough to give away points. Now, let me ask you this: You're rear standing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm behind you. You're rear standing. I'm trying to get you down. What on God's earth are you supposed to do? I'm hitting a Peterson all day. Palacio. What do you? What if you don't? If you don't post hands. And try to get separation. I mean, what are I, you supposed to do? You hit a switch, I guess. I mean, basically, there's that saying, was bad, man. That's bad. But you know what? I saw this at the World Cup with Molinero as well. Almost the same exact thing. The guy got to rear standing, and he's just peeling hands, turns, and cuts. I should not be fleeing the hold. That's what you, it's fleeing. I mean, if defense is fleeing the hold, then okay, well. I mean, but it's, you're just trying not to get scored. I don't, on. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know how any person could ever. If watch he wrestling. ran out of bounds to do that, then I say, okay, that's fleeing the hold. If you're like just yeah. peeling hands and you run out, no, I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. And the referee that called it is a longtime referee. He knows wrestling. I don't know how you could know wrestling. I, I actually really like that guy. That guy's from uh, Croatia or Serbia, and. Uh, or Europe. I, no. He's a really good guy. But I don't know how he watches that and says that he's trying to flee. He's trying to not get taken down. Yeah. They got to change that call. If you saw it with Molinaro, too, um, they, they got to change that call because the most intuitive thing to do is to do what they did. You can't just concede a takedown. Right. Yeah. So that was a that was a crappy call, and then paired that with we all watched the Dayton's match. And Dayton's the guy is clearly Dayton's on top. He's gonna end this match in the first period unless yeah. the guy is literally grabbing his hands, holding his wrists. You, you can't do that. You have to open. Did they ever give cautions? The guy uh, tried to, and it got, oh, got white paddled. paddled. And then he did it again, and they just didn't do anything. I mean, it's clear they did give him extra time on top, but and the th- you know the. The fact that that happened in the finals um, against a Russian, may, well, it makes me think that they had watched his matches. That, like they had time, right? So there was oh, yeah. a big break. So you go, you watch his matches, or you ask somebody, "Hey, what does this kid do?" Well, he's amazing on top. Okay, so when you go out there, don't get taken down. But if you do get taken down, you're gonna have to fight hard, right? So Dane goes out there, takes him down. This guy clings on the. Hand. This guy clings on his hands. He was doing that on purpose. Consistently, you got to hit that guy. Yeah. Um, it was pretty telling when that happened. So it, it became trepidatious for a moment there with mm. with Zahid because at this, the team race was amazing. Right. right. If Zahid wins that, we win. We entered the finals with four in, four in the finals. We needed at least – we needed two wins to lock it up. By USA. Dayton goes out there and wins. Boom. We need one more win. Deacon loses to a Russian. Um, Zahid loses to a Russian. Zahid loses, and that caution in two, 
So we're not. So now we're like, okay, either Gable has to. So the Russian heavyweight has to lose for bronze, and we win. Russian, he wins. Russian heavyweight wins. Okay, it all comes down to Gable. It all comes down to Gable, whether we win this world team title or not. And I think we're all kind of relieved that we had Gable going as yeah. a, as the anchor. Yeah, I mean, I I just eyeball test. As soon as they, I didn't get to watch any of the Iranians match coming, I was like, all right, we're good here. Like, you're going to have to be, like, a way bigger, stronger guy to, to beat Gable, and that wasn't that guy. Yeah, it reminded little- me of um, – it reminded me of a little bit of Burroughs' match against the Iranian in 2014 where – there's just no he, way. He really, he really knew. He couldn't score. I on mean, him. the guy against Gable, he didn't really try. No, there was a period where they were a little. Gable, I think Gable was like, "This guy's not going to do anything." He just like, kind of looked at him, just stared. They stared <laughs> at each other for a little bit. It's like you're not going to shoot, and yeah. if you do, please do. Yeah, because Gable's defense is is uncanny, and his counter offense. Yeah. So great job. Um, this will be a nice segue. Um. So I don't know if we got to mention this Tuesday, probably not, that they tried to keep Gable, they, <laughs> United World Wrestling, tried to keep Gable out of the Junior World well, trial. Well, was it United World or Wrestling? Junior World, yeah, the, the officials. I mean, what what do you want to call them? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't America. It uh, was yeah, no, I, but I don't UWW think, officials. I, I don't know if that's true. It, I, a coach told me that. That it was the UWW officials? Yes. Why would the UW... I mean, that's stupid. Do you want... UWW officials or Russia complained and Azerbaijan complained or Iran said, hey, this kid's too young. Why would the UWW officials take it upon themselves to go, hey, this kid's 16, 17? I, I don't know. I'm telling you what I heard from a coach there. Is that okay? Is it, can we move on? Well, not, I'm pretty sure that that didn't come from the UWW official. I'm pretty sure one of the federations told okay. a UWW official yeah, to say Yeah, of course. It. Okay. Of course. But it was ultimately the UWW officials, not a Russian coach that confronted the situation okay. and told said that Gable couldn't compete until we produced well, all the Well, the way the you're saying it, you're saying it as if it's like UWW is trying to keep Gable out. UWW is not trying to keep Gable out. Well, ultimately they were the ones that said, no, he, he can't compete. He doesn't have the, the this, that, well, and the ultimately, other. Ultimately, UWW is the one that said he can compete because okay. he did. Because they had to provide all of the proper. And they had it. Okay. Well, it's a salient point. Um, but it's it's kind of ironic in that they're trying, to got, they're trying to keep out Gable, who has all the proper paperwork, to wrestle a level above. But yet we know... Clearly, that they allow these twenty-five-year-olds to wrestle in it, right? Uh, it's been—you can just look at them and see. And it's—you know—I was in uh, what country? Zagreb uh, a couple years ago when they literally asked. There was kids asking Yanni. There was kids asking um, the Americans, "What grade? What grade are you? At? Or how old are you?" And they—they were like, "Well, you know, I'm seventeen." Well, like, yeah, that's what your thing says. But like, how old are you really? Like, you know, they they cheat, and India, especially. We uh, India gets off the hook. They, a lot of people don't know, that India cheats age age wise. Where to next? Um, I don't know. You want to get into? Uh, how do you think? 
What were the wrestlers that you saw yesterday that you think you would see in future senior level stuff? You know that Valiev kid didn't um, didn't place, but I think he's he's a Deacon's guy. opponent for sure. Bayev. Yeah, I mean he he beat Kurbanaliev already. So. Yeah, Bayev looked great. Um, I don't know. I don't know about Valiev. Uh, maybe he'll be a guy, but yeah, maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't. Russia's so deep. You never know. You never know. Um, I don't know. That's the only ones that I really picked up on. I mean, hey, we had half. We had six of our guys in the finals. I didn't think so. any of the heavies really stood out. Uh, uh-huh. The '96 that beat Colin. Um, mm-hmm. Was he from Georgia? He was, he was really good. No, I think that was Russia too, but I'm not. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. The, the guy that beat um, Zahid from from Russia. I don't know if he'll ever be the guy, uh, but he was really good. R- Russia's Russia's difficult because. You could be their one. You don't know how many guys are going to be behind. Um, where you want to go to? Your call. We want to take. You want to uh, jump on some of these UWW nuggets? Yeah. All right. Let's go through some UWW nuggets. Um, they spent they spent a lot of time on. Match fixing, not match fixing, but referees and referees assignments. Most of the, um, it was it's interesting because most of the document is like um, saying that they need to rank officials better so that there's not incompetent refs in, in the Olympics and they're assigned correctly. And that the referees need more technical training, which I find a little, a lot disingenuous, right? They basically were saying, well, you know, there was accusations of impropriety at Rio, and really we just need better refs. You know, maybe to a degree you need better refs, but also there was collusion, and and it's clear. Actually, why don't we get into that, Christian? Why don't we get it? So they're in the document. There is a point where they mention Flow Wrestling and the article saying that. The referees were assigned at a rate that's inconsistent with it being a random assignment. That's what we said. That's what Christian wrote. That's what we kind of analyzed in the mat assignments for the officials. And in this document, they said, you know, Flow Wrestling put out this article, but we have a PhD that wrote us and said that that information is wrong. And in in this document, this UWW document, it was two lines about flow wrestling, and they were basically dismissive. They're like, "We got this. We got this analysis from um, this PhD guy, and he said flow wrestling's flow wrestling's research is wrong." Well, yeah. So it's it's interesting because I heard about this a year ago. This PhD, this statistics PhD guy, that basically I was told he debunked everything we said. That it was just totally blew up every all of our findings everything that we assumed and this was tr foley called me he's like hey man we got this guy phd in statistics he just he totally clowned your entire report this that and the other um it was total bs um just basically 
trying to discredit the article, which is ironic in its own way, but I won't go there. Um, so I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, and, and I didn't think much of it because, yeah, I, I don't. Nomad doesn't have a statistical background, but we tried our best to take the numbers and synthesize them in a way that made sense. But certainly uh, neither of us would, would claim to be guys with strong statistical backgrounds, but the percentages were the percentages, right? And um, we thought they made sense and were a good way to kind of explain how the officiating selection didn't make sense, right? Well, this guy, after after our show Tuesday, emailed me. He's like, hey, I'm the guy that they're talking about. I don't have a PhD. Uh, I'm a PhD student. My, it's, my background is not... I, it's not a PhD in statistics, but I do work a lot in statistics. So this, is a, this dude was, obviously, if you read the email in his report, he's super sharp. He has a much better statistical eye than we do. But it is hilarious that United World Wrestling would take this guy's findings and say it debunked our things. Because if you read this guy's findings, in no way... Does it do that? And I will read. He said, feel free to share any of this on the show. This is this was the this was my report. Um, here, here's some of the things he said. I didn't want to make any claims unless there was bulletproof evidence. Even with that, there's no way a person could read what I wrote and think that my conclusion was that everything was on the up and up. So I was intrigued by what you indicated their meeting notes said. Yeah, it's and this goes this is a common theme in these meeting notes. Uh, from their last meeting, a common theme is that they're like, oh, no, there's no smoke here. Let's move on. Let's move on. In fact, you know, when they're talking about officiating, uh, both Lalovic is like, yeah, there's nothing going on here. Let's move to the next topic. Mami Shavili is like, yeah, can we just put this to bed? I mean, there's nothing there. Let's just move on. Except for one instance where he's like, uh, I don't know if I trust that official. But anyway, it's, the common theme is let's move on, let's move on. And then this guy responds um, and says, hey, that's not at all what I said. Continue. Trying. Uh, he says, once I got through with my analysis, I felt that there was pretty much a smoking gun for a couple of the officials and the operation in general, including some that you guys called out and even some that you didn't. Um, so he mentions, like, some of the guys that you implicated, Flo, I didn't, I didn't see it that way statistically, but there were some guys actually that I did recognize that were um, statistically like, av- like didn't make sense, right? Some guys that we didn't mention. I um, thought these things needed to get out for a couple reasons. First, because the way they handled the data, da-da-da-da-da. Okay. I guess it will add a little more context to what you found in UWW's meeting notes, but unfortunately it just shows that we're getting more of the same with a corrupt organization that is bad for the sport of wrestling. That's the guy that UWW is propping up as like absolving them, literally saying this is a corrupt organization that is bad for the sport of wrestling. That's your guy, UWW. This is what he really thinks. That's the guy. So don't sit in your board and say he's absolving you. No. He's actually saying you're not on the up and up. From the report, official number 47 was involved in 27 matches across all styles, of which 14, 51.9% contain implicated countries. There is a less than a 
0.5% chance of this occurring with random selection. Official number five was used exclusively as a juror in 98 matches, 42.9% of which featured an implicated country. Percentage or higher would be expected one in 250 times in random selection. So he's basically saying this should not happen. He goes on about in Greco, 18 to 31, which has a probability of slightly less than one in a thousand. Okay. My overall conclusion from this analysis is that some of the patterns observed could not have occurred if officials were randomly assigned. Taken alone, some of these observations are troubling. The sum of those parts is much more damning. This is from his report. He says the sum of those parts is much more damning. While it is possible to see one or two seemingly rare occurrences, this data set has 10 officials with assignment patterns that should occur in less than one in a thousand times and three that should happen less than one in a million. There was certainly something amiss. That's your guy, UWW. You propped him up in your meeting. T.R. Foley, you said this is the guy that absolved you. He damned you. Okay? So for it is just more evidence of what we knew a year ago and what we've known for years. That UWW, United World Wrestling, Nanad Lalovic, Mami Ishvili, these guys are corrupt. They're changing meeting notes. They're saying, I said this in a meeting. I'm taking it back. Okay? They're saying this PhD in statistics who doesn't have his PhD and it's not in statistics. Um, that just shows you how misleading and untrustworthy they are as a whole. Um, did this guy poke some holes in our statistical analysis? Yes. Was that warranted? Yes. Do, am I a statistician? No. Um, he did a great job. I wish we had used him to further bolster because you know what he does? He can... He could more eloquently um, conclude what we had concluded, right? Um, so that's what is is so upsetting about this entire situation, is that they think they took a couple of things. Yeah, our stuff wasn't quite right to mean we were absolved, and when they know, they can't read this and think they were absolved. Um, so I appreciate this guy for reaching out to to us. Um, I'm, I feel validated by his findings. I feel validated that to know that United World Wrestling is corrupt and they are doing the wrong things and they are a dishonest group. They're dishonest amongst themselves, right? I mean, oh yeah, the, this, this, the meeting notes are, are private and are supposed to be private. And they're saying in this, yeah, we got this document. Flow Wrestling was wrong. Uh, not accurate and uh he, and this this phd guy said that uh you know they're they're completely wrong we're absolved you're lying to yourself either one you're you didn't read the full thing two you read the full thing and you're dumb or three much more likely you're lying to yourselves and your peers yeah you don't want to figure it out you don't want to fit you don't want to say that there was collusion you don't want to say that there was match fixing because you want things to be rosy um, you don't want to get to the bottom and the root of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it was just, it's baffling to me that we're still here that, you know, mommy Ishvili, a known criminal who's not even allowed in our country. He says he has some doubts about, uh, or he says all accusations against referees and Russian wrestlers must be withdrawn. 
and that we should bring this situation to an end. It's like, I can't believe he would even say that because it's like so transparent when you're the guy that was on the elevator with Silvestri, a UWW board member said it, well, he redacted it, but he said it. And you're the, like, for you to have the audacity to be the one that said, let's just move on. Like, it's so transparent. Of course you want to move on. You orchestrated this. But then he wants to move on, but he says, Mommy Shvili has some doubts about one of the referees of the commission, Mr. Krikov, who, in his opinion, is not competent. Let's move on. Let's not talk about officiating anymore. This official's incompetent. That's UWW. That's Mommy Shvili. That's a vice president of United World Wrestling. Yeah, and, and a common theme, you know, we look at these notes. Um, we got these notes from anonymous source, obviously, and we're looking through them. We're like, oh, we're going to catch some nuggets in here. Well, maybe w- what we didn't expect to see is this theme, ooh, this this some, something ooze. And that, that what it was is this air of dismissal. Yeah, no problem there. No problem there. Oh, we can't re- – they, they actually say in here – Despite all this, bouts cannot be refought and medal cannot be awarded again. No, so but we can't just, go back and fix it. So let's just move on. Just let's just move on. And you you really get a you get a sense that they're dismissive and just ah no problem ah it's over and done with. It's let's done move with, on. Yeah, there's 2020. And you also get a sense of who's driving that car, right? Yeah. Because it's Mommy Shvili. Let's move on. It's Mommy Shvili. Let's move on. But then Mommy Shvili. You know, they're in this statement, they're in this board meeting, and you have to stand up and you have to make a thing. Mommy Shvili at one time stands up and basically says, you didn't, hey, there was all this stuff going on about Russian doping, which was a lie, and nobody from wrestling, nobody from UWW stood up and, and fought for them. Oh, I wonder if you're interested in Russian wrestling, Mommy Shvili. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, there, there were some good guys in there. Kadeem um, from... Iran from Iran he had good stay you know Kadeem said hey uh, we lost a little luster I know our reputations hit after Rio right at least somebody gets it um other things in there Christian that you find uh uh Stan Desic Stan Desic so they're thinking about removing Silvestri Mm -hmm. right as the head of officials or whatever and some of them, some, I think they're all in agreement on that. Um, and, and Stan Desik recommended the referee from Turkey, who I think would do a wonderful job. Um, hit some of those topics, I think, Christian, on, on doping, on double bronze, just some of those nuggets. Yeah, double bronze sounds like that could be a thing of the past. Um, so one bronze medal, which in one way, it kind of makes sense in that, you know, there should be just one. I mean, you can't have two third places, right? Uh, so I understand that. That makes sense to me. However, um, you know, there maybe is a negative drawback in that the fewer countries are going to get bronze. It'll make it harder to get a bronze, which I think is a good thing. Because um, you have a lot right now with bronze medals. They're all. It's almost like with the non-Olympic weights. Like, it's like... Mm, like it's not fair, really. Like was it, it legit? It, almost. Yeah. Like James Green got seventy. Well, everyone's picking apart his draw or his side of the bracket and this that. And it's not fair because he, it was a a, a tough run. But I I think 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know actually. Well, the double bronze, right? A large part of it is they want more federations to get medals so they can claim diversity and they can also have their countries support them more because if they get more medals, it's more support. Right, right. Um, should we talk about the, what Lalovic said about Greco? <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. All right, Mr. Lalovic agreed. I mean, this is crazy. This is the the head honcho. Nanad Lalovic, he is <laughs> the president of wrestling, okay, for the for Earth. Mr. Lalovic agrees agrees on the fact that Greco-Roman wrestling does not look like wrestling. He said that about Greco-Roman wrestling. It does not look like wrestling. He said that it doesn't look like wrestling. Okay. Where do we go with that? I don't know, but Lalovic... From Serbia. I agree. I agree. Greco-Roman wrestling does not look like wrestling. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, rankings and seedings, uh, I'm not going about that. They're talking about um, the, determining what tournaments will be used for seeding, and it looks like they might put into place this thing where, okay, we're going to use these seven tournaments for seeding and maybe you go to six of them you, you choose your best three you, you choose your best three result or you don't choose you use the value of your three highest placings or something like that um they are lower in the document they talk about um we were all kind of befuddled that they didn't have a thing in place to break a tie for seeding they talk about that lower in the in the doc um some new weight stuff it is suggested that juniors go to 10 weights and you make them the same weights as seniors. Uh, Christian, we did hear, though, that I don't know who said it. I mean, I don't know if it was just passed around or what, but they said new weights for seniors might be like 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, right? Mm -hmm. But that is nowhere in this doc. Uh, right. So I don't know if that was discussed afterwards or or what, but the weights the weights that are discussed in that doc are not that. Mm. Um, they also propose changing cadet weights and schoolboy weights. Um, ten junior weights. Yeah, ten junior well, weights, which would be the same as senior. Currently, junior use the old weights. 55, yep. 60, 66, etc. Um, it says in there that uh, there's two, there's three actual senior weight choices um the one that rich bender supported was the ones where greco and freestyles were the same mm. so um makes sense to me one thing mommy Shvili said that i agree with um was the two-day weigh-in thing they discussed the two-day weigh-in thing and mommy Shvili's like okay i i agree with the two-day weigh-ins but Day one weigh-in should be night before, mm -hmm. which I agree with because then you set the draw, right? The, the people have longer to recover. You set the draw. You have the brackets. Uh, uh, you can do that overnight. It's just a lot more difficult when, and you see this at folk-style tournaments all the time, when the, the people weigh in, you have to build the brackets immediately, and within an hour f after the brackets are built, they're wrestling. You can't really set the storylines there, and that's one of their mm -hmm. big—that's one of their big pushes into making it a two-day tournament—is you can build up media equity. And now, promote. finals will be set 
going into day two? I don't know. That's is it metal match or do they start with semis? Or? Because the thing is, if I mean day before weigh-ins, yeah, but let's say they make it day two, you weigh in in the morning. If you don't wrestle till six at night, you know what else is goofy too? Like, I just thought with I just thought about that. If if there's still the carry system, right? If if you don't repishage. know if you're in repishage until the guy wrestles until they wrestle semis. How do you know if you have to make weight? Mm-hmm. Just in case. Just cut down that extra four kilos. Yeah. So I don't know. They got some things to figure out there. But that's that's some UWW notes. We'll uh, maybe scour them a little bit more to find some more things. Yeah, I um, don't know. Uh, it, w- it was a pretty – I mean, I'm glad we have this, but it's just we – have, we haven't been talking much about United World Wrestling. But you just get one meeting notes thing, and you just learn everything. Just that we're we're not close to being uh, on the up and up, and we don't have good leadership there. And I don't know what's going to change it. No. I mean, if if the Olympics didn't change it, basically, Lalovic says, "Well, we didn't get any feedback from the IOC." Oh my! The, yeah. The IOC didn't receive any complaints regarding illegal betting or match fixing. The, yeah. We didn't hear anything. Yeah, it, despite I mean, he says they missed the, the naked Mongolian guys. Despite the issues, didn't show up in their Twitter feed. Despite the issues, we didn't get much. There's not much pressure on us at all. I mean, mm-hmm. we, uh, we didn't. We didn't. There's not much. But there was naked. There was naked Mongolian what was coaches. That about? Uh, Why uh, were they naked? A guy. Um, our vice president slapped a woman. Um, Boltekayev said that they, somebody shoved pills in his mouth beforehand. Um, there was. Um, very real there were allegations ejected. of officials. Well, yeah, that's a thing too. There was no officiating problems. No officiating problems in Rio. Then why did you eject three of them? Why did you eject them? You ejected them. There was no officiating problems. You ejected them. No complaints here. But then in the in the well, we didn't get really any complaints. I mean, it, hey, we're in good footing. We're we're on solid ground right now. Basically, they. <laughs> They're just the IOC's opinion of them. What whatever it is, it's it's fine. There's no like looking internally. Like were there mistakes? It's yeah. like, well, I don't know if we we're bad or good. What's the IOC think? Oh, we're good. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we're doing great. I mean, if yeah. we're doing so bad, why we were we... not sanctioned? So we're good. We're, we're great. We're, great. we're on. We're really set here. Um, <laughs> another thing that he says that's just. Well, you know, we only had out of Rio, out of uh, 2008 and 2012, we only had like nine medalists test positive for doping. I mean, we're really strong there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we thought it'd be a lot. It's crazy. It's not a lot higher. They say this. Well, and the- actually, he says, Lolovic says, Lolovic was surprised by the fact that during the meeting of the WADA Council, only a few nations were concerned by these analysis. Regarding the analysis of Beijing and London, wrestling is touched by seven cases. Two Kazakhstan, two Uzbek, one Russia, one Ukraine, one Azerbaijan. And then Lalovic's surprise. It's only touched seven nations. It's only implicating seven nations. That's You think that's a good thing? Well, is that what he's saying? Only a few nations were concerned by these analyses. Maybe he was surprised that only a few nations were concerned by this. Maybe it's like a translation thing. Yeah, so I feel it, like he's saying 
I thought more people would be upset about this, but only a few uh, nations were concerned. Yeah, I think that that goes consistently with the meeting notes and how you know, Mommy is really later in the notes saying that you know we should have stood up for Russia or there was a lie. I mean, there was documented cases where you switch samples. I yeah. mean, it's documented. Yeah, UWW has to double its anti-doping budget because wrestling is one of the sports presenting the higher risk. So it's going to 40 bucks from 20 to 40 because they're doubling it. That's my takeaway. Yeah, right? It's not like UWW is just funding that. Um, that's that. I'm sure we'll mine some, mine some more nuggets. What do we got else, Christian? I don't know. We could talk a little. We could circle back. Hey, Penn State did a whiteboard war of us. Penn State did. They did. They're having fun. I got, I got a pretty big signature win over, you over little, Luke Gardner. That's a you're. Were you mad at Luke Gardner? No, I was no. never mad at him. What did he? Luke, did, he what did, did, oh, Luke Gardner went at Imar, right? Well, he called me the R word, but it's cool. We squashed it. We're good. Oh, you and Luke squashed it, and then you won. And then I beat him. Hey, they have it wrong. Only Bracky's Bracky gave up bonus against Zane. It's kind of funny. I mean, they picked us all to win. It's kind if, of jo- the whole thing's a joke. If but you didn't see it, so it's go to on the homepage. It's, it's funny. It's Whiteboard Wars, Flo versus Penn State. Kutch is wrong. They have me beating McCutcheon at 97. Well, it's well. the whole th- point is it's funny. They pick us to win matches we would never win. But then it's like, even they were like, we can't even like jokingly pick Zane to lose to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, we can't, we can't do it. But I love, uh, but yeah, that was funny. Anything else? No, I thought it was good. I thought they were having fun with it. You know, Sion sent the most Sion tweet ever. After something about a baseball bat. He he tried to hashtag, but instead of the hashtag, he used because he doesn't know because Sion is not. He used the at symbol. So instead of the hashtag, he goes at. And then he put all the words together. It looks ridiculous. And of course, he misspells Neville's. He misspelled Neville's. Uh, it was it was just the most Sion tweet ever. He doesn't have many followers yet because he tweets once every. You know, no, I thought it was good on the on the part of Vincenzo and McCutcheon. You know, in light of like, there was so many. Um, oh, you know, it's disrespectful to do the whiteboard wars with Oklahoma State and stuff. And so, it's a little. I feel like it's a little good goodwill by them. Like, I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. But we McCutcheon, all, we McCutcheon, love- Matt, you're wrong. You would beat me, and. Um, but, yeah. but you were right on the Thanks on the for whole. clarifying. The, the nation was wondering if you would beat Matt McCutcheon. <laughs> I, I think you're, you're, you're cutting my joke in half. Okay, sorry. You're right in that. You're wrong in that you would win, but you are right that Easton, 97, would never lose men. 96 would never lose Oh, men's. my gosh. They, yeah, they, they ripped on your, your squad. Yeah. Suddenly. Classic Whippeal. <laughs> Whippeal District 11 match. I was actually impressed. They they really knew their stuff about. They like, did know their stuff. Uh, they knew um, Martin went to Cal Poly. Um, yeah, they knew they knew a decent amount. I was impressed. Um, it's nine oh one. Yeah, it's we have to watch the ladies. Yeah, speaking of Salada Jordan oh. Burroughs Twitter war that had. I don't war. think it's a war. It's don't, not a war. Okay, don't I'll be sensationalize in. it. Okay. Twitter beef. Twitter exchange. It's an exchange. There's no beef. So, you know, the whole the whole women in Greco thing. I mean, Salada basically said, hey, great performance by the men. Please continue to watch. Please continue to watch. And I think where Jordan 
kind of got upset and we kind of get upset too. It's like everybody always says, I feel like it's self-fulfilling, not a self-fulfilling prophecy, but Greco and women feel a little slighted that people care about free. People, if you just watch the volume of tweets, if you watch the volume of social exchange, if you watch, people just generally seem more excited about men's freestyle. Um, so it's a lot of tweeted day. Don't forget, this isn't over. Great performance by the men's freestyle. Women in Greco are still to come. But I think, and Richard Immel tweeted something the same. It's, it's a, They're always, Greco and women are always like, hey, show us love, show us love, show us love. Well, and, I think there's nothing more frustrating than, than kind of being told the thing you love the most or the thing you love a lot doesn't matter. Um that's how I felt during the Olympics when they when they passed over Helen for for Lochte. Yes, they absolutely. said they said to us in their own code, wrestling doesn't matter. Yep. Okay. And so if you look at it from that perspective, them saying just wrestling in general, they said women's wrestling doesn't matter. They said men's freestyle wrestling doesn't matter. Okay, that's what NBC said. Okay. So if you take that and you just shift it slightly to you know them thinking, okay, women's wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling doesn't matter. That is hurtful. It, it's it's personal to them. So I don't, you know, I, I get where they're coming from because I felt that uh, a year ago with Helen. Mm -hmm. And so if if Julia and, and the women's and Greco community are feeling that now, uh, I certainly understand that that's a super personal feeling. Um, and I understand where she's coming from. I understand Jordan Burroughs' perspective as well. Yeah, I do too. Um, but in saying that, I don't know if it's anybody's, I don't know if it's anybody's fault, you know? Sion just walked Sion in. Sion just walked come in. Come here, Sion. Sion. We're about to close the show. No, just, just yeah. bring him, to, go, go, just yeah. come here. Yo, you're supposed to use a hashtag. Yeah. This, hey, this tweet, dude, you don't know how to hashtag yet? It's 2017. Man, I got like, what, 30 or 40 tweets in the last 10 years? Right. That shit, that, that ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> Go on it. Yeah. But yeah yes. But I'm a simple person. Simple. Simple man. All right. Hey. Hey, is anyone else mad at me? I don't like you much. <laughs> hey, it's uh nine o'clock. Women no, wrestle. No problem, Nevels. Women uh, wrestle. I, I, I just noticed I spelled your name Nevis. Thanks, Christian, you, for pointing that out. Yeah, Nevis. Hit, no. uh, hey, Nick. Don't be sad. He it spells your name wrong. about your legs. I just needed to win, so I had to do the baseball bat. I wasn't gonna win in a fair fight. That's don't right. be don't be upset. He spells your name wrong. He spells everything wrong. He thought Chick Fil A was called Chick a Flick. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not an English major. Oh All right. my gosh! All right, later, Sion. Sion's got work to do. We got work to do. We gotta get out of here. It's 9:04. Yeah. Later, play later. the song. Oh, we're not gonna wait. Oh my gosh! Play the song as I tell this tale of woe. It's it's woe. Play that. We will not be here. I will not be here next week. Love is in the air, as I mentioned. Christian's going to a bachelor party. Well, that's not why I'm leaving. I'm leaving to go to my brother's wedding. I know, but can you? Feel, can I send a drone over top of that? I want to see you at a bachelor party. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'll be the voice of reason. I'll tell, right. I'll tell everyone it's lights out 10 o'clock. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back. Good luck to the ladies in Greco next week, and then uh, or this week. Next week we'll be gone. We'll be back next Tuesday, the 15th. I believe that's the date. 
And uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.